0: Hello, this is Daniel Orton, pastor of Harvest House, United Pentecostal Church in Marion, Kentucky. It is our desire to see hurting hearts and minds healed as they are born again into the kingdom of God. It is my desire that this podcast will be a
1: blessing to you and help bring you closer to Jesus. Our car, when we pulled out our driveway this morning. So he's alone and scared all by himself on the ground. Hopefully he's not busted up too bad. But, uh, yeah, pray that I'll be able to get home and find it. I'll be preaching from my phone today, so hopefully I don't lose my place at all. Hopefully the Lord helps me today, because this is, I'm getting older, being 22 now, I'm getting up there in age, so my eyes don't work as good as they used to, so hopefully I can read this uh, pretty good. There's a glare, so, but uh, I like to have fun, I'm sorry, that's one of my favorite jokes to make is. Being around people I know are older than me and talking about how old I am and acting like I'm hurting and all that stuff, but that's just that's just all fun for me. Um, but today we're gonna just get right into scripture, and I'm thankful for that. My pastor asked me to have this opportunity to uh, preach today, and thankful for my wife and my son and every one of you that are here. But if you would turn to the first verse of scripture that I'm going to read, it's actually extremely short and very simple, so we could all. Just read that together if you want. You can go ahead and stand. And that is Psalms 34, verse 8. And if you don't have your Bible, you can read it right off the screen. And we're just going to read that together, if, if that's okay. And that says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. That's pretty easy. We can all remember that. And then if you would turn to Hebrews 2 and 9. Hebrews 2 and 9. And while you're doing that, I'm going to make this easier on me, and I'm going to turn it to where my screen won't turn off because that's what will get me. I actually don't know how to do that, so we're just probably going to run with it. We'll just hope that everything will work out. I'm sure it will, but... Yeah, I don't know how to use technology. I'm old. I'm losing it. Well, you know what? We'll just, uh, we'll just move on. I don't want to spend too much time trying to figure out my dumb phone. Hebrews 2 and 9. How many got that? Anybody? All right. It's up on the screen. And it says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. And if you haven't caught the theme yet, in between those, it is taste Today I'm going to preach a very simple title, Taste and See. So if you would, would th- let's just pray and ask God to do something great in this place today. Lord, I'm so thankful, God, that you've given me an opportunity to stand before this church. Lord, I I pray today that You would use me, Lord, beyond what I have prepared here for these people, Lord, but use me to help someone's spirit and to open someone's eyes to Your plan and Your will that You have for their lives. Lord, I'm thankful for all that You've done for me, for this church, for my pastor, and for my family. God, I pray today that You would use me one more time, God, to deliver this Word, how You would have it delivered, to speak how You would speak to these people and to myself today, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. So, preacher, why in the world would you preach from something so simple we've heard a billion times? And, and the reason why I'm doing this today is because I believe it's not really as simple as just taste and see that the Lord is good. While I believe that when you taste of God and see that He truly is good, that we are changed and have a revelation for the rest of our lives. But today I would like to dive just a little deeper into this context of the two verses that I read. And starting off with Hebrews 2 and 9, it says, We, but we see Jesus. Now, we all know who Jesus was. The Sunday school class got to hear me talk for a very short few minutes about who Jesus was today today. continuing the lesson that Jacob had been teaching. But we see Jesus, who is God in the flesh, who was made a little lower than the angels. And if you did not know, this reinforces God's humanity when He became Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. It was real pain on the cross. It was real blood that flowed from his wounds. It was real temptation that he faced when to, that he faced when he b- prayed that the cup that he was to drink would be removed from his life. And that cup was being crucifixion, the death that Jesus faced for every one of us in this room. But it wasn't just to die and be forgotten or just to get him out of the way as the Pharisees or Romans thought. But Jesus' demise was no doubt His plan. From the beginning, as a babe in swaddling clothes, in His mother Mary's hands, to the boy astounding those in the temple at only 12 years old, to the early years of His ministry of turning water into wine and healing the blind men and the lame alike. God had a plan to remove sin from our lives. To give us a way to be whole, to be redeemed, to purge ourselves of the wickedness of sin. That was God's plan from the beginning of time. Was to become the ultimate sacrifice. The only sacrifice that we will ever need again. He became for us. When He was buried, as we talked about as part of the Gospel, when He was buried, He didn't just stay there. The tomb wasn't just His resting place, but it was a launching point. Because it was there that Jesus went and took back the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He took back the power of death from the enemy. So we who are born into a world of sin have a chance to be reborn into the righteousness of God. That is why Jesus died for us. It's so that hell doesn't have to be our eternity. It is so that we can be reborn into righteousness and have a place that is better to go to, a place called heaven where we'll dwell with Jesus for eternity. And I'll tell you today when Pastor was speaking about everything that's going on with Russia and Ukraine and the possibility of the, the, the end of this world coming closer than we could think, I didn't like that. I don't like to hear that. Because my flesh you know, doesn't want that to happen. My flesh wants to keep living its life and do its own thing. But I know that for the Bible to fulfill itself, that it's got to happen. And that's why I've got to let my spirit lead me. And so I can walk in the righteousness of God. And when all that does come to pass, I can make heaven my home. Because my flesh doesn't like to hear that soon before on a day I don't even know that it's going to, just pass away and die. I, it, it doesn't like that. I don't like to hear that. But I know that it's part of the Bible. And I know that if I'm following in the precepts and the statutes that the Bible outlines for my life that I can make heaven my home. It It is in the tomb that when Jesus goes and He takes back the keys to death, hell, and the grave, it's it's after Calvary that God passed the torch. He Pass the baton, if you would, on to us, us as humanity. It's it's in Luke twenty four, forty nine, it says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Yeah, on. Jesus was saying that it's time you taste. No, not like at the Last Supper as the disciples did with the bread as Jesus' body and the wine as the blood of the New Testament. Just to remember His sacrifice, He was saying that there is something different that is going to be poured out in Jerusalem that hasn't been poured out before It's how we become like Jesus. In Romans 8 and 11 it says, But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. The same Spirit that dwelt inside Jesus is accessible for us today. It is to change our lives today. And there is nothing like tasting the Spirit of God. And I know I'm using the word taste, and this isn't just a taste that I'm describing, it's an experience. A taste can start the process, but an experience will change your life forever. I, I love coming to church, and I like getting a taste of the Holy Ghost. I like getting a taste of worshiping with my brothers and with my sisters, and a taste of fellowship. But more than just a taste, I want an experience of the Holy Ghost. I want an experience in worship service. I want an experience when the Word is being brought forth. A taste can start the process, but I want an experience that will change my life. I'm not satisfied with just a taste. I want an experience to last a lifetime. I don't want just a taste every day. I want an experience every day. I don't want just a taste... Every, every chance I can, I want an experience, every chance I can have one. Nothing can compare to the power of the Holy Ghost. God told us in Acts 1 that we will receive power, not just for ourselves, not just a a simple amount of power, but enough power to change the city, the counties, and the nations that surround us. That is the kind of power that I am talking about today. I'm not talking about a simple 120 volt plug-in that powers your hair dryer. I'm talking about power that can change your entire life. Power that can change your lineage and power that can change just a simple life of existing. Too many times I believe we get caught up in just simply existing. And that's when we're just going around and we're just sampling the Spirit of God. When we're just tasting a little bit of the Spirit of God. Because in the Bible it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I don't think that the psalmist was just talking about just getting a little nibble of the Spirit of God. Just getting a little nibble of His goodness and His greatness. I believe he was talking about an experience. Something deep that cannot be overturned by humanity. Something powerful that cannot be recreated by nature. But something supernatural that only God could allow to happen in our lives. I'm not simply talking about going to the buffet and getting a cup of something and just tasting it to see if you like it I'm talking about getting something and letting it dig deep into your lives and change the nature of your being because the Holy Ghost it's not just a it's not just meant to be a small taste it's not just meant to be something that is here for an instant and gone the next it is something that is meant to be ingrained in our very being in our very souls it is meant to be a part of us just as it lived in Inside the flesh of Jesus Christ who God was fully man and, and, and He was fully Jesus at the same time. He had the Spirit on the inside. That same Spirit is what we can have today. It's meant to be more than, than just a checklist for us to make it to heaven. It's meant to be something that drives us every single day. That same Spirit that healed, that performed miracles. It's not just reserved. For for when Jesus was alive. But it was God who was speaking prophetically, and he said that greater works shall ye do. Yeah. It wasn't just the Spirit wasn't just reserved for God while he was alive for Him to do miracles, but it's also passed to us so we can do even greater works yeah. that Jesus told us we would do. We have to remember that when we taste of God's Spirit, meaning we experience the Holy Ghost, which just as the upper room, in the upper room, which Jesus' disciples went to as He instructed, where there was cloven tongues that sat on every one of them in the upper room, that was like as a fire when they were speaking in other tongues, when they were praying in the upper room. A, a tongue so powerful that the people who were traveling through were amazed that they could speak their language foreigners were coming through not native to that area and they heard these people speaking in their language and it was peter who under the power of the holy ghost delivered a word to those around describing what our sin had done to jesus who had died for us with the story of Jesus' life he pricked their hearts to a point where they had no idea what they were supposed to do next and it was Peter who under the umption of the Holy Ghost that had been poured out, which was God's Spirit like a fire burning in his bones, he stood up and delivered a message. A message that we build up our lives upon today. The message of repentance. The message of baptism in Jesus' name. And the message of the infeeling of the Holy Ghost. But it was Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels in the flesh. He came, He taught and fulfilled His destiny. He tasted death so we would not have to. He tasted death so we could taste of the Holy Ghost. He tasted death so we could taste of what it feels like to come out of that water after being buried in Jesus' name. To repent on an altar for the first time and know that that's not just something we do once, but we can do every single day to get closer to God along this journey of life. Jesus died, so instead of us being destroyed for our sins, we repent and we go down in the water in the name of Jesus, laying down the sinful nature of our flesh to rest and then reviving into our new bodies with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Seeking for the Spirit just as the 120 did in the upper room. They were meant to taste death. We were meant to taste death. We were meant to experience death. But Jesus came and He died for us. His plan was to be the sacrifice of all sacrifices. That no longer would be oxen and lamb and and doves killed as sacrifice for sin. But He would come once and for all and settle our sins. Psalms 119.103 it says... How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. The psalmist understood that God's precepts, that His way is the best way. That following God and staying away from evil, that God's words are sweet to taste, that even though it was before the psalmist's time when Jesus... It was after the psalmist's times when Jesus died that he even understood then that following God was the ultimate and best way to go. And today we see the words of the psalmist in a different light because we now know that Jesus died for our sins. So when I hear things like, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, I know that when I come and I speak in tongues and I'm filled with God's Spirit, I know that I'm tasting and seeing that the Lord is good because He died and tasted death so that I can taste life. Yeah. And we are actually able to feel God's Spirit unlike the psalmist was able to. Jesus' Spirit comes on the inside of us and quickens this body that should die, but instead is resurrected by His Spirit and given a chance to live and gifts of the Spirit to do greater things beyond what we could even imagine. To hear God's voice. We now, when we are filled with the Holy Ghost, when we repent and go through the plan of salvation, we now are open to hear the voice of God when we are prayer, when we when we are steadfast after Him, and we understand that His words may not always necessarily be sweet as honey, but His words are better than listening to our flesh. Jesus tasted the bitterness of death so we could taste true life. Because life without God is not truly living, as I talked about. It's just mere existence. And we can get caught up so much in in just existence that we forget that Jesus came and tasted something we'll never have to taste as long as we understand that we can taste and see that He is good and taste of the Holy Ghost and have an experience in His Spirit. Because church, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I I just don't want to just exist. I want God's Spirit leading me and moving and ruling in my life. Every precept, line upon line, precept upon precept, I want God to judge me from His Word. I want God to lead me down the path that I should go. I know that He experienced death, so I don't have to. The only death I have is, is in baptism when I went down in Jesus' name and my sins were washed away. The only death that I have is when I die daily to out from my flesh. I die daily in repentance. But I, I don't have to face an eternity of death because Jesus took back the power of death and has given us a way to go that is better than the way that seems right to us. Because if if we, if we leave our flesh alone, if we leave our human nature alone, it's going to lead us down paths that we know we shouldn't go down. But when we let God come in and do something supernatural in our lives and in the nature of our beings, and we have an experience with the Holy Ghost, and we taste and see that He is good, we understand that His way is the best way. And, you know, I... I kind of would like to bring this to a close with a story that gave me this word, actually, that gave me this message. And, and pastors usually write, and you probably hit it on the head about 20, 30 minutes, but what I'm saying today is so powerful if we apply it to our lives. And as my wife comes to music, if she wants to, I w- I'm going to share with you this story, and it may not be the deeper-natured story that you may find at the end of messages, but it delivers the point I would like to deliver exactly today. Uh, It was a few months ago that Corbin was sitting on the front pew, and he had found a sucker on the ground, okay? The sucker still had the wrapper on it. And he was chewing on it with the wrapper on it. And I know that's dangerous, but I was watching him. I was there. And it was out, he began... as he began to peck and chew on this sucker with a wrapper on it, the wrapper started to slowly come off. And it started to uncover the sweet that Corman didn't know was on the inside. He didn't know that on beyond that wrapper was something so sweet that he had not tasted many times before because Corbin's not as old as we are. He's not had as many pieces of cake as I had. He's not had as many suckers as I had. When I see a sucker, I know the first thing I do is rip that wrapper off so I can get to the sweet part that I want to enjoy. But he didn't know that. And as the layers of that wrapper begin to fall away, he began to start to taste how sweet that sucker was. And instead of just him nonchalantly chewing on it, he begun to diligently try to get the rest of that wrapper off so he could taste how sweet and great that that sucker was. And it became to the point where it was all gone and he had it completely in his mouth and all over his face. And that when you tried to take it away from him, it was nearly impossible without sending him into a crying spiral, a crying fit didn't know what sweetness awaited him beyond that wrapper and I know that may sound a little cliche today but it's exactly what I'm trying to preach to us see in life we allow ourselves to get wrapped up in living and existing we allow our flesh to wrap us up in sin and wrap us up in its natural fleshly nature that that does not go the way that God wants us to go And as crazy as it sounds, we don't even know spiritually how sweet God is because we've only scratched the surface. And today I believe that it's time that we taste and we see. It's time we remove the barrier that we've put on God from truly working and, and, and moving in our lives, and we truly experience what He has for us. Just as Corbin got to more and more taste the sweetness of that sucker, I believe today we can start a journey where we truly more and more begin to taste the sweetness and the goodness of God that He has for us. And, and this challenge, it isn't just for the altar call today, but it is a daily call that go to prayer, I want you to remember the visual I have given you the woman sucking on that sucker and the wrapper slowly starting to fall off and imagining your prayer life the same way, that the more you adamantly prepare yourself to go pray, the more fervency you put in your prayer, the more you're going to unwrap that sweetness, unwrap that deepness in prayer, let it encourage you to go deeper in your prayer life, let it encourage you viewing it as our Lord, just as that sucker was to Him when He tasted the sweetness of it. That is how it is with the Spirit of God. It's not something that is just mundane. It goes from more than just a taste, but to an experience. And what we invest in God, He will not let fall flat. When we take the cover off our hearts and off our pains, and let God truly come in our life, then we truly know how good it's. God is to us. He's so good that he gave his own life for us on Calvary. He tasted something awful and bitter of death so we could taste how good and how sweet he is. How sweet his word is to us like honey. How great his sacrifice was to us. We were meant to die when he died instead. And today I ask that you would decide in your hearts whether it's prayer at your seat or prayer at the altar but not just to let it stop here. But every time you go pray to imagine that sucker. Now imagine you peeling off the layers and eventually getting to that place that's sweet. And get into that place that filled that deepness in prayer. God. So if you would today, let's let's, pray. let's let's reach out for God. Let's reach out for his goodness. The word says that he is good, and I believe it today. I believe that if we were to reach for more than just a taste, but an he would see the goodness and the faithfulness of God firsthand in this place today. I know it's kind of funny. I know it's kind of funny. just imagine it as Corbin as he's peeling away at that center, so he gets to that sweet spot. Just imagine it. It's the same way. It doesn't have to be complex. It's actually very simple. Both taste and see that the Lord is good. Know that He tasted death for you, so you could taste and see how good He is. I encourage you to pray but not just to leave it here at the altar but to take it home to your personal prayer lives and to taste and see that He is good all the time and everywhere.
2: Oh no
0: Been I want your attention for a second hey guys I want your attention look at me how long are we going to eat the bitterness of this world that's just a plain simple question today I'm too old and we're too close to the end for me to play games with anybody anymore in the Jesus is coming back taste and see. When you taste a fornication, it has a bite. can yes, case you know what that is, a sex outside of marriage. It has a bite and a bitterness that it leaves you. Okay? When you, when you taste of drugs, there's a stigma that it leaves in your life. When you taste... In trying to make yourself something that God didn't create you to be, it leaves a stigma in your life. Somebody says, "Well, oh, oh, you Christian people, you people." No, no, listen. This this is a powerful thing. You taste and see. Taste and see. I challenge you guys. We've all been to that place in life, you know, where we think we can do it. Texas is talking about it a while ago. When I was talking about how close I feel and so many feel like we are at the end of the world, he didn't like hearing that. Our flesh don't like that. I don't like that. Jacob's not married yet. He's in Missouri court right now, I guess you could say. Talking to some girl. to be my only grandson my only grandkid I want to see more the thought of Jesus coming back that's kind of yeah I'm looking forward to heaven but there's more in this life I want more of I want to see more young men like Texas raise up preach the gospel I want to see more churches planted out of this church let me, just, let me say this. How hey, many has heard me say more than one time that God wants this church to have multiple campuses? Anybody ever heard me say that? Whether you realize or not, we have two right now. Because as of right now, we are also taking care of Sturgis Church. It's just the beginning. I want to see churches in Salem where we don't have to drive over here every Sunday. There's a church in Salem. Surges, surges. There's a church in Dixon. The only Women's Pancastle church I know of in Providence closed two weeks ago. Do you want that to be Harvest House? Do you know if you don't come and nobody else does? Anything to do with it, it's not. (laughs) We're not done yet. And God's not done yet. Taste, try it. Texas, where would you be right now if you hadn't really got a hold of this and tasted this? He made a decision. 2016 would it be right here? 2016 he made a decision I can either go here and live or I can live here and now then I ain't trying to embarrass him he's making better than $20 an hour he's a brand new brand new home I know some of this come at a great price, okay? I understand that. A brand new home, a brand new truck, a brand new car, a beautiful wife, a beautiful son, and a bright future ahead of you. It's all because he made one choice. He tasted it. And now he sees it. A powerful, powerful. Word today. Taste and see. I, I challenge you. Taste and see. I commend you for being in the house of God today. But there's more. There's so much more. So much more. But David, we've been we've been here for a long time together, right? So a few of us have been here a long time together. Sister Michelle, you and Bill Davis, Sister Penny, the kids, some of you kids, you've been here since the storefront. Sister Chastity, you've been here longer than you, the rest of them, just not here all the time. We're not done yet. There's more I want to taste, there's more I want to see. I need you. You need me. Jesus is coming, folks. He's coming back so soon. It don't mean you can't have fun. We can have all kinds of fun. And I'm excited about what God's going to do. I I challenge you to take Texas's challenge today. Don't just you know. I We can bag about a restaurant all day long. Until you go taste, you're not going to see. And we want people, when they come through these doors, we want them to have something they can taste. We don't need a dead church, do we? We don't need a dead church. You know what a dead church is? People don't worship. People don't love each other. People don't love God. want that here we have that here but we want more of that here amen god is so good amen i'm so glad you're in the house of god today give brother texas a good hand appreciate them preaching the word of the lord Amen.